What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra-low net-carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co. Hey, Burke and I are here to welcome you back to part two. Welcome to the law firm of Davis and Davis. We're not a real law firm. Go ahead, grab a beer, a glass of wine, sit back and listen. So I, I I guess I have to uh yes, pull I up ha- another clip. Yep. Uh let's see here. I want the people to know <laughs> that they still have two out of three branches of the government working for them, and that ain't bad. Yes, ladies and gentlemen. It is Mars Attacks. What is that? White House is coming out live. My fellow Americans, this is a momentous occasion. It is profoundly moving to know there is intelligent life out there. Alien life. And our world will never feel quite the same again. Once you believe. Martians. above fear. Annihilate! Kill! Kill! Let's not be too rash. Then you'll be invited. (laughs) Are you interested in the White House? To meet with a new people. It's so perfect that it's happening at the beginning of the new millennium. More powerful than the might of America. I'll tell you one thing, they ain't getting a TV. More advanced than the brains of Britain. Ladies and gentlemen, this could be a cultural misunderstanding. But be prepared for a few changes to what we know and love. Tom Jones, right? It ain't unusual. <laughs> to dance. Girls, get out! To a new tune. Jack Nicholson. Whoa. I can't we all just get along? Glenn Close. Kick the crap out of them. What, in your view, are some of the things that the Martians can teach us, Professor? Quite a lot about Mars, I expect, Natalie. That means Danny DeVito. You want to conquer the world? You're going to need lawyers, right? And Annette Bening. I think they've come to save us. From director Tim Burton. Hey, we all make mistakes, Mr. President. Mars attacks. Not anymore. We're going to take charge of this thing. (laughs) 
stupidest movie ever, but it's absolutely freaking brilliant. I could not stop laughing from the beginning of this movie until the end. I, I do love this movie. This one made my number three spot. Ooh, that's that's very close. This was on my number four. Yep, um, it, it is way up there. The the once again the casting is just brilliant. Oh my god, Jack Nicholson. I, I, the, you know what? The more I went through Tim Burton movies, the more I realized that. Jack Nicholson has got to be on my top. He's got to be in my top 10 list of actors. Uh, just the roles that he's played. He, he's, he's almost Johnny Depp in the fact that he doesn't care. Like if it's interesting, he'll do it. Yes. And, and he really wanted to do both those roles. I mean, like, like I think Burton wanted to cast somebody else as the, um, uh, the cowboy guy who's doing the, the the hotel but but Nicholson was like no 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 I want to do that role let me do that role <laughs> it was so great it, 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 and that role kind of harkens back to Beetlejuice a little bit in, in his attack on it. it's it's great alright I, I have to go through this cast list because there are actual Clevelanders oh. on this list you have Jack Nicholson playing the President of the United States. And Art. And Art. Pierce Brosnan <laughs> plays Professor Donaldson. Sarah Don Donald Kessler. Donald Kessler, sorry. Uh, Sarah Jessica Parker. <laughs> Natalie Lake is who she plays. Annette Benning. She's so good, too. Oh, my God. I love Annette Benning. I do, too. Uh, played Barbara Land. <clears throat> Glenn Close plays the First Lady. Another one of my favorite actors, Danny oh, DeVito, yeah. plays Rude Gambler. Martin Short, who I think is an incredible he comedian. Was, he was so good in this role. So good. He really was. The, the next, so smarmy. Oh, my God. He was great. The next guy is Michael J. Fox. And I will tell you what. Anything that Michael J. Fox touches turns into gold. Yeah. Oh, yeah. He's an incredible actor. Uh, Rod, Rod Steiger. Rod Steiger plays Look General Rod Decker. Steiger. He is the man. Well, he Did was he also not... in The January Man. Did he not um, play that role? In, I mean, he was so incredible with that, though. Oh, God, he was so good. I, just, I, I look, sometimes we're wrong. <laughs> he was, uh, he was, on, he was on, in On the Waterfront in the Heat of the Night. Um, yeah, he's such a great actor. Scott's coughing. Sorry. Hey, we're uh, back. <laughs> Lucas Lucas Haas played Richie Norris. Natalie Portman again. I know, like, right? I, like, I mean, like a kind of young Natalie Portman. She was past Leon, but she wasn't Prince Amidala just yet. Jim Brown. Jim Brown. Cleveland Browns. Jim <laughs> Brown. NFL Hall of Famer. 
plays Byron Williams. So there's my Cleveland actor. Okay. Lisa Marie is in this again. We're yeah, we're back to Lisa Marie. Uh, Sylvia Sidney, who I don't know, but a lady who I actually met, Pam Greer. You met Pam Greer? Yes, I met Pam oh, Greer. Dude, that's awesome. Pam Greer is actually one of the best uh, 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 actresses for. Uh, she was in all of those seventies uh, spinoff movies. Foxy Brown. Foxy Brown. Uh, just an incredible actress. Super nice lady too. Uh, Jack Black was in it. Gotta love it. Uh, Ray J. Jim Brown. I already said Jim. Oh, sorry, my bad. Uh, Paul Winfield from Star Trek and a couple other things. Jo- Joe Don Baker is in it. Uh, and for anyone who does not remember Joe Don Baker, he was in Goldeneye, he was in Congo, uh, he was in The Living Daylights. What a, what was uh, he was in The Cleaner? Uh, I believe he also was in Bessalo Whorehouse in Texas as the senator. Yes, he was. Uh, he, he's, he's a great character. Christina yeah. Applegate. Oh my god, I forgot about that. Yeah, I totally forgot that she was even in it. <laughs> uh, Brian Haley was in it. Uh, another character actor who who did a lot of movies with uh, 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 what's what's his name uh, Clint Eastwood. Okay. Uh, and okay. Think... Who played the wait? Who played the grandma? Oh, the grandma was uh, uh, this lady all the way up here because she was the caseworker in Beetlejuice, if I recall. I can't find her on the list. What the heck? Grandma Sylvia Sidney. There you go. Who I... Well, let's see here. She was in Beetlejuice. Yeah, she was the caseworker. Yep. Wow. She's funny as all get out in this film. Oh, my God. Uh, All right. Okay, are you ready for this? Okay. Guess when her first movie was. Oh, shit. 1939? 1936. Damn! <laughs> oh, my God. Uh, oh, 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 oh. No, hold on. Hold on? I have to take that back. Um, her very first movie was The Sorrows of of Satan. The Sorrows of Satan, which came out in 1926. Jesus Christ. Holy cow. Ah, but she was incredible in Beetlejuice. Oh, oh um, yeah, yeah. I, I really shouldn't talk about that movie. No, we shouldn't talk about that movie. Uh, let's, let's, let's get back on track here with, um, (laughs) yeah. Uh, 
Who who do you think was the best John, actor John, in this? John Finnegan, Vegas Vacation, Lost yeah, he, Action Hero. Finnegan's been around, but the, oh Tom. Oh god! I, the best cameo in this was probably Tom Jones. Oh god, yeah. Uh, Tom Jones. For for those of you who have never seen him do a cameo role, uh, he he absolutely loves the cameo roles, and he plays it to the hilt. Um, oh yeah, he's he, he's great. I mean, he's playing Tom Jones, playing Tom Jones, but like the bigger than life Tom Jones. No, oh, yeah, yeah, he's <laughs> he's hilarious. Well, what's that song? Something it's about not unusual. Love someone. Yeah, it's not unusual. It's not unusual to be loved by anyone. Him. Okay. <laughs> okay. It's the, the Carlton dance song for crying out loud. We 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 just literally spent fifteen minutes on Mars Attacks. <laughs> okay, nineteen ninety six, hundred million dollar budget. Uh, when the flesh vaporized from their bones, the remaining skeletons were either red or green. Tim Burton explained that this had been done because the movie had been scheduled for a Christmas release. Also, the red and green skeletons were first seen in Beetlejuice in 1988 when Barbara, Adam, Barbara and Adam were in Juno's office. You can see the them with the other ghouls looking at the screen. So there's a tie-in with maybe a movie that we'll talk about here in a little bit. Hard to say. Maybe. Sort of-ish. I think it might come up. Um, might mention it. Whatever. Six point, right. 6.4 on the Richter scale. That's it. That is well. It. IMDb does score low, and like we were saying, when you get a seven on IMDb, that's that's hot shit right there. All right, that would be sixteen minutes on one flick. Yeah, it's gonna get worse as we go. I'll bet. Uh, Something tells me. Okay. Okay. I know that this this one is going to be on your list. This was probably the first Tim Burton film I ever saw. Uh, so, yeah, here we go. From the director of Pee-wee's Big Adventure. Adam and Barbara are ghosts. What's the good of being a ghost if you can't frighten people away? Their house is being haunted by the living. Maybe the house could use a little remodeling. And they can't scare them into leaving. They're dead. It's a little late to be neurotic. So they're calling on Beetlejuice. Beetlejuice, Beetlejuice, Beetlejuice. Who's no ordinary ghost. Yeah, you don't want his help. Can you be scary? What do you think of this? <laughs> Now, the party's over. You want somebody out of the house. I want to get somebody out of your Guaranteed to put some life Attention, King Workshoppers. in your afterlife. 
Michael Keaton is Beetlejuice. I'm the ghost with the most, babe. Yes, that is number three on my list. Uh, Beetlejuice, 1988. Uh, one hour, 32 minutes long. 7.5 on the Richter scale. Uh, or the IMDb scale. Starring Alec Baldwin. Gina Davis, and I will say this, I have to say this. This this movie came out in 1988. Gina Davis's best movie was probably the baseball movie that came out in 1992. League of Their Own. League of Their Own. And that is a phenomenal film. Uh, but Gina Davis in this plays a role that is so complimentary to Alec Baldwin that she actually becomes almost a larger character than, than Alec was, than, than Adam was. Uh, Michael, B Michael Keaton played Beetlejuice and uh, anything that Michael Keaton does turns out to be gold uh almost come on mr mom uh what's the movie where he turns into a uh snowman oh we don't talk about that oh my bad <laughs> okay <laughs> we, we don't talk about that one shh <laughs> uh wow i'm I'm actually going through the list of movies that he's made lately and they're all crap uh <laughs> he was in dumbo though okay uh american okay, american I assassins i have a confession to make okay apparently on my thing here, I didn't realize that my page went down like a whole half a page of blank. I had 10. I did not realize that. Oh, what was your... Okay, so so what was your number 10? Uh, I, 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 I got a real... I never numbered them because I was a dumbass. Five. Oh, shit, we never did my number six. That's all right. Well, we're we're gonna come back to the ones that were not on my list. Okay. Uh, so so don't worry. We'll 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 come back to him. Okay, it was Jack Frost. <laughs> that was when he. I okay. I've been the, the entire time that we've been talking. You've been looking for that. I knew the answer. I just was waiting. For <laughs> yeah. Uh. But but. Okay, so so here's here, you want a great flick that he was in, and he was in it with Glenn Close, Robert Duvall, Marissa Tomei, Randy Quaid, 
Do you know what it is? Nope. It's called The Paper. Hmm. It is a fabulous story about a newspaper company uh, that he is uh, a tabloid writer for. Or tabloid editor. He's phenomenal in that. But Mr. Mom... Mr. Mom's exceptional. I love that flick. I love Gung Ho. Yeah, you forgot about that one, didn't you? I totally forgot about (laughs) Gung Ho. uh, Where he's working in the car factory. Yeah, and the Japanese people come in and take over the American car factory. That is hilarious. Yes. And young Long Duck Dong plays his counterpart in that movie. Yes, that uh, yes, that was incredible. Uh, who else do we have on this list here? Well, we have Catherine O'Hara. Oh uh, God, yes, comedian playing Delilah. Annie McEnroe playing Jane Butterfield. Uh, I did she die? I don't I think. She, I don't, don't think. She, I think she's still alive. Um. Who else is in this? Oh, Jeffrey Jones again. I totally forgot. Oh, yeah. And motherfuck. I, I have. Uh, holy shit. I'll have to bleep that out. <laughs> uh, I totally forgot Winona Ryder. Winona Ryder is brilliant in this. Oh, she's great and in this. I, I will tell you what. She comes out in that red dress. She is uh, one sexy a uh, motherfucker. <laughs> So, mm-hmm. I will spoil this. This is my number one pick. You're kidding. No. Wow. Um, I, th- th- this is one of my, fa- and, and maybe it is the Gina Davis-Alec Baldwin combo, uh, Michael Keaton. Uh, it just, it, it's a great great cast altogether the music is fantastic the this was the film that kind of introduced me to tim burton's animated ideas because all of those like sculptures that came to life were all of his like weird animation ideas um it's a it's an early film it's 1998 um Fifteen million budget and it grows seventy four million, but it's it's a cult classic. Uh, Rotten Tomatoes is eighty five percent. The audience is eighty two percent. Now Roger Ebert only gave it two stars, which I I that, disagree that, with wholeheartedly. That makes absolutely no sense to me. I know. Uh, so uh, this, I okay. I had a very tough time because there's only two and one after this. Uh, making the decision to put this at three because the, the top this... three could be interchanged with any of our movies right now. They're, there's they're, they're all equally I, great. I'm beginning to think, I, I think that, that my next movie is probably going to throw you off. Okay. Um, but this was the first Tim Burton film I ever saw. And I was just amazed 
like like when Beetlejuice comes up with the 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 sombrella hat on. Oh, I know. And his arms just. I was sitting there going. All of that could have been animated, but they did it all practically because it's. But he just made it real. Look better. Yeah. yeah. It's and always I, better to do it practically. And, and and this is where I became a huge fan of Tim Burton's. Yeah. The, this movie is is the was the initiation into Tim Burton, and what was awesome about it is that it it's giving him or it's given him the ability to take crap even further. He he takes what he loves even mm-hmm. further, and and I honestly. You know, we're we're doing a top ten list here. I think that Tim Burton and Steven Spielberg are on the same level. I think they're 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 both... they're, they're different. Yeah, it's like apples and bananas. But yeah, absolutely, they're they're both masters of their genre uh, more than anything else. Yeah. Um, all right, so I'm gonna I'm gonna take over a little bit here. Um, Michael Keaton was only on set for two weeks. I think it was due to some scheduling conflicts. So, I mean, the main character of the movie only filmed for two weeks, which I find amazing in itself. Um, originally, this was a much darker script. Uh, the Maitland's car crash was meant to be far more gruesome. Uh, Keaton originally turned down the role, but Burton had to go and meet him personally to convince him to appear on screen. Um, Beetlejuice was originally a winged reptilian demon in the original script. Um, Now, Glenn Shaddix, the guy that plays Otho, uh, passed away in 2010. Deo was played at his funeral. Um, The 58-year-old Glenn Shaddix uh, fell in his kitchen and died of blunt trauma to the head. And at his memorial service, the final song played was Deo, the fitting send-off to a gifted actor and a fan favorite of the movie. Uh, Tim Burton actually wanted Sammy Davis Jr. to be Beetlejuice. I, I can't figure that one out. Uh, producer David Geffen uh, actually suggested Michael Keaton. Um, and Burton must have enjoyed the experience because he cast the actor in his next project, Batman. Uh, Juliet Lewis uh, uh, auditioned for Lydia. Uh, so did Molly Ringwald, Diana Lane, Sarah Jessica Parker, Brooke Shields, and Jennifer Connelly. Uh, she's on my top ten. She's so dreamy, girls. Um, they all turned down the role of Lydia Dietz. Um, Kirstie Alley was the first choice for Barbara. The mom, um, she wasn't able to take the role because the show's producers wouldn't let her out of her contract. Uh, Catherine O'Hara actually met her future husband on set. Um, and the, the, the quote was, we're pretty certain that no cash or crew <laughs> members plans on meeting their future partner while working on a movie. But that's what happened to us. Uh, when production designer Bo Welsh was on the set and towards the end of the movie, Tim Burton told me, you know, we were shooting Vermont. You should ask Catherine out. And I said, what? And he said, yeah, you should ask her out. He said, it didn't even occur to me that I was supposed to talk to the actors. Uh, 
<laughs> God, I love that. Hey, 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 hey. Hey, hey, hey. Let's see here. Let's see if I can get this to work. I would rather talk about. <laughs> Damn! Damn! Daylight come and me won't go Also, are you doing Work this? Work all night and a drink a rum Daylight come and me won't go <laughs> Stack banana till the morning come Daylight come and me won't go Come Mr. Tallyman, tally me banana Tallyman, tally me banana. Daylight come and me one go home. Live six foot, seven foot, eight foot, bunch. Daylight come and me one go home. Six foot, seven foot, eight foot, bunch. Daylight come and me one go home. Day is a day. A beautiful bunch, a ripe banana. Shake that ass. Hide the deadly black tarantula. Uh, what um, a great scene. Oh, my God. Uh, okay, so, so um, Glenn Shaddix, who... who Otho. You, yeah, who you just saw as Otho in there, died in 2010, but he said that this scene made him pee his pants while he was <laughs> doing it because it was just so funny. Um. And, and it is, it's a brilliant scene. It, it is hilarious. I, I don't think that myself as a director, I could have come up with something that freaking funny. Uh, yeah, he, uh, Tim Burton did such a wonderful job with this and all the actors really got along well. Yeah. Uh, I, I didn't do the actor list here, but you have Alec Baldwin playing Adam, Gina Davis playing Barbara, Michael Keaton playing Beetlejuice, Annie McEnroe playing Jane Butterfield, uh, Catherine O'Hara is playing Delilah, uh, J.J. Saunders, Moving Man, Jeffrey Jones is back again. Back again. Charles. Well, now this might have been his first appearance. Well, this this was the first appearance for all these people. Yeah, you know, he he'd done little stuff before this, but anyways, let me let me get back to the list. Winona Ryder, uh, Glenn Shaddix, Patrice Martinez, 
uh, Cameron Filippi. Uh, we, we already talked about Sylvia Sidney. My yeah. favorite Christmas carol singing bastard <laughs> in the world, Robert Goulet. <laughs> Dick Cavett. Dick Cavett. My God, I've never seen the man act in my life. I've seen his shows, but I've never seen him act, and he was great. Wait a minute. Suzanne Kellerman. Suzanne Kellerman. Is she related to Sally? Ooh, that's a good question. I don't think so. Her biography has nothing about it. Suzanne Susan Kellerman is not related to Sally Kellerman. Okay. There you go. Fair enough. There you go. Uh, who else do we have here? Adele Lutz. Uh, Tony Cox, Jack That's about uh, it. Oh, well, Jack Angel's in it. A uh, Jack Angel, sorry. No, yeah. Oh, God, he plays the preacher? <laughs> yeah. That's about that. That's about yeah, he it. Was okay. AI, Toy Story, Iron Giant. He's just big. He was voice. in yeah. tons of stuff. Uh, 7.5 on the Richter scale. Uh, that's one of the highest ratings that we've seen today. I think so. Uh, yes, I hear you. But we're going to make it through this list. Darn All right. Uh, are you ready? Uh, uh, so where did you have this one, you said? This one was my number one. Uh, uh -huh. And it did win an Academy Award for Best Makeup, a Saturn Award for Best Horror Film, and Best Supporting Actress, Best Makeup for Saturn Awards. So that that is it is my number one pick. I, it, it is... Another Happy Gilmore film. I, if it is on TV, I will sit and I will watch it from wherever I pick it up to the very end. I, I, there's just there's so many little bizarre things that I love about this movie. I love the the scale model of the town upstairs in the attic. I love them drawing the door on the brick wall. I love the fact that all the government workers are people who committed suicide. There's just so many weird effed up tiny details in this movie that i just i love to death i i i yeah it, it is absolutely my number one pick for for this particular director that we are speaking about this evening are you sure you want to keep it up at number one it's my number one man okay all right we're gonna go to my number two Come with me. There's a place I go when I want to be alone. There's a new world coming. <gasps> and it's just around the bend. There's a new world coming. This one's coming to an end. 
body to you. Eh. It's my peculiarity. If I show you the rest, you have to promise not to run away. Right on time. Miss Peregrine, delighted to meet you. He's invisible. Of course. We're what's known in common parlance as peculiar. Claire, why aren't you eating? She's embarrassed in front of Jake. Don't be. Because our abilities don't fit in the outside world, we live in places like this, where no one can find us. Jake, come and play. <laughs> I knew you were one of us when you were born. It's time for you to learn what you can do. But I'm just ordinary. No, you're not. You were born to protect us. Promise me one thing. Look after them, Jake. I promise. I've forgotten about that film. I liked it. I, I, I like the kid that plays the main character. He was in, uh, oh God, what's the sci-fi film where they're in space and he's killing all the uh, reactant things. Uh... Uh, Harrison Ford was in it. Oh God, That wasn't Ender Game. Yes, yeah, so it was Ender's Game, yes. There you go. Yes. <laughs> did did not make my list. I, okay. I love that movie, but did not make my list. All right, so people know it's Miss Peregrine's Home for Peculiar Children. And this movie came out uh, 2016. It is two hours, seven minutes long. And I fell in love with this movie. Probably because I, I felt a lot of Harry Potter in it, but... There was so much Tim Burton in it that that it was kind of like Tim. It was kind of like Harry Potter on Tim Burton's steroids. Um, the story <laughs> the story was really good. I yeah. mean, it, it 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 was it's a house that that is back in time, and the the lead character Jake is is there to to save the house from the nazis but the way that it was written it kind of it kind of all it kind of all rotates and eva green playing miss peregrine literally goes through the same thing over and over and it's kind of like groundhog day but it's a wonderful story uh about about a world that that you'd never see it's an all-star cast eva green plays miss peregrine uh asa butterfield plays jake samuel l jackson plays the baron yep judy dench, judy dench. dame judy dench plays miss avocet rupert everett my one of my favorite english actors 
uh, who who actually is one of the stars of importance of being earnest. Oh, okay. Is in this. Uh, Allison Janney, Chris O'Dowd. I love he's another him. British comedian, isn't he? Yes, he's another British comedian. He actually yes. He, he he was in a show called uh, The IT Crowd. The IT Crowd. Uh, did you turn it off and turn it back on again? <laughs> Terrence Stamp, who has played some of the best villains we've ever seen on uh, in the oh, movies. Oh God, yeah. Uh, was in this because he he was the guy in Indiana Jones. Yep. Yep. That, that ends up melting. Uh, who else do we have here? Ella Purnell. Very pretty. Finley Macmillan. Yeah, so we, we start to get into a whole group of people that that are new actors. Uh, but it but it is a children's flick, so uh, you're you're gonna have that. I don't really see anyone else that I know. Oops. Oh, shoot. Uh, yeah, I don't see anyone else. That I, I don't see anybody else that I really recognize per se. I mean, usually you can scroll down to the bottom and you'll see a cameo role mm -hmm. for, for somebody. No, there's a lot, a lot of new actors. I, I think, I, I think he wanted to expand his his base. I guess he had used so many of the same actors over and over again. I think he wanted to cultivate a, a newer, younger group. You know, maybe somebody was perfect, maybe somebody was okay, but. I think it was kind of him expanding his horizons a little bit with his actor's database, basically. Um, yeah. Uh, Par uh, unfortunately, IMDb was not nice to Peregrine. Um, it, it didn't do well at the box office or anything like that, but it's it's kind of gaining that cult status yeah. that a lot of films do. Uh, six point seven on the Richter scale. Uh, it, what was very interesting about this flick is that Tim Burton did not use Danny Elfman for the music. Really? Yes. That's a first. That is. Uh, the the composer for this was. Michael Higgum, Hiam, Hiam, and Matthew Margison, who I think are both English. Uh, either way, it's very hard to say their names after a couple <laughs> of bourbons. And science pills. Yeah. Uh, it, it did win some awards. Uh, awards. Where are my awards? You know, I really should just put all this stuff onto one page. <laughs> uh, it won two awards and was nominated 12 times. It won the ASCAP Award for Top, top Box Office Film. 
And it also won the Intro Film Award of 2017. Nice. Had a lot of nominations, but it did not. It, it just, it wasn't the right film for for the market at that point in time. I still think that this is going to be a cult film in the next 10 years. Um, but I do understand why it most likely was not on your, well, you already said it was not on your list. What year did that come out? Uh, this came out 2016 and it had a runtime of two hours and seven minutes. Uh, do you happen to know what this made? Samuel L. Jackson was in it, man. Come on. Okay, let, let, let's just give you some numbers. Some box office for 2016. Finding Dory, mm-hmm. Rogue One, Captain America Civil War, The Jungle Book, Deadpool, Zootopia, you're Batman fucked. vs. Superman, yeah, you're fucked. Suicide Squad, Star Wars The Force Awakens, Doctor Strange, Fantastic Beasts, Moana, Star Trek Beyond, X-Men Apocalypse. Uh, there were Ghostbusters. They were fucked. Yeah, uh, that was just a bad year to put out a film, period. Ooh, they, yeah, they they were just screwed all yeah, the way there through. Were, there was no coming back from that one. Now, was Asa Butterfield in Harry Potter as well? I don't think so. I do not think so. Okay. Anyway, yeah. would it be okay with you if we took a quick break? All right, sir. Uh, we are on my number one, but uh, I am and, I am and, 100% okay with taking a break right now because for, my drink's empty. For some reason, I have, well, because I, I screwed up and thought that I had nine and i had ten i actually have three films to go over oh really i can't figure that one out but uh, yeah well i I, i'm sure that that i should only have two i well i think you will have two after we go over my number one but there were two so far that were not on your list that i have have named off um so, so, so here's, here's what we're going to do. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, give us a couple of minutes. We're going to give you a little bit of tunage to go out on. You'll enjoy it. Uh, we'll see you in a second. special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra-low net-carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands and are high in fiber to support gut health. 
Shop now at Hero.co. Bostones, Burke, Burke, it's the Mighty Mighty Bostones. <laughs> I was waiting for it. <laughs> hey, hey, Burke, hey, Burke. It's the Mighty Mighty Bostones. Tonight is a long night. Uh, yeah, it's a long yeah, night, a people. Bit. <laughs> a little bit. Hey, by the way, we were talking about uh, Tim Burton's uh, Alice in Wonderland. Yeah. And I totally forgot to mention this. I have to mention this. Okay. Uh, one of my favorite authors, C.J. Archer, uh, wrote... An, an entire series called The Last Necromancer. Uh, it's a phenomenal series, but she's integrated the story of Alice in Wonderland into that Interesting. series, and it's very, very interesting. Anybody out there who likes to read books, look up C.J. Archer. She's on Audible as well as uh, Canopy and a couple others. Um, but the entire series is, is incredible, uh, the way that, that she has finagled. What, the way... Wait, wait, wait. Is it Necromancer or Neuromancer? It is the last Necromancer. Is, okay. that, is, that is the... That is the very first book of the Ministry of Curiosities series. Hmm. Uh, okay. And it's it's absolutely brilliant. Uh I'm I think I'm on book 11 now. Uh and they have actually gone to Wonderland. Um Alice turns out to be a magically enhanced person in the the real realm, the real world here. And they actually go to Wonderland to try to save Alice. It's it's brilliant. It is it hmm. is a wonderful series. Um CJ Archer's uh it gets a little bit weird at times because it, it's a female writing it, and so there there is writing about uh, women getting attracted to men and all that stuff. But it, it's still it, it's still a phenomenal series. Anyways, on that note, uh, okay. we are somehow somehow I screwed up, and I have three films left. Well, he can't figure that one out. Well, here's the thing: you have had I've you've had 
two or I've had two on my list that you did not have. Oh, okay. Maybe that's it. That's and I, and I thought I had nine, and I actually did have ten. Yes. So, yeah. Okay. So there anyway. were there were two on my list that were not on yours so okay. far. So when I read off the number one, we'll see if that's on your list. Well, let me let me go back a bit because this is my number six pick. Okay. What is your number six pick? Ed Wood. Okay. Was that on your list? No. Okay. And I don't have a ton of stuff on this film other than I've always loved Martin Landau because I was a big fan of, of Space 1999, which he was the main character of. Um, <clears throat> and he won the Best Supporting Actor role uh, for the Academy Award for this. Uh, Rick Baker got Best Makeup Artist Oscar for this also. Um, now, unfortunately, this was one of his loser films. It had an $18.5 million budget, but it only made $5.9 million. Ouch. Now, I do not, and I'd have to look this up, 1994. Let's look up the box office for 1994. Box. Oh, I can't spell because I'm a little drunk. Box office. What other films do we have? Lion King, Forrest Gump, True Lies, The Flintstones, Speed, The Mask, Mrs. Doubtfire, Maverick, Schindler's List, Philadelphia, Stargate, Ace Ventura, Star Trek Generations, Pulp Fiction, Grumpy Old Men, Dumb and Dumber, Naked Gun 33 and a Third, The Crow, The Pelican Brief, Natural Born Killers. That was a pretty heavy-duty year for film, so I kind of get that. Um, it is a black-and-white film. Um, I love Martin Landau in this film. Absolutely love him. I, I, You know I'm always a sucker for period pieces, and this just really captured that 1940s vibe. Um Johnny Depp, Johnny Depp, once again, Martin Lando, Sarah Jessica Parker, Patricia Arquette. Here we go. Jeffrey Jones, once again, Vincent D'Onofrio. Yes, I love him. Bill Murray. Oh, I love Bill. I do. <laughs> Juliet Lando, Clive Norman. Lando. So it was just, yeah, it, it, it's just. Like I say, I'm a sucker for a sucker for a period piece movie. It ticked off a lot of boxes. Uh, it, it is one of the uh, Bill Kuzak. He's got to be related. Uh, yeah, it, it's just it's just a cool film. If you've never seen it, take a quick peek. It's worth watching at least once, and you might find out you really like this film. So, all right, that's all I got to say about Ed Wood. All right. You, sir, I believe are next. I've got two films left. Edward Edward hit 7.8 on the Richter scale. That's pretty damn good. That's 
Maybe for the I, highest one. For I am IMDb, that is so far that's been the highest uh, Tim Burton film on IMDb. And it lost money at the box office. Gosh. All right. Are, yeah. Are you ready for number one? Do your number one, man. I didn't ask. <laughs> I have given a name to my pain. What are you? I'm Batman. My life is really complex. Winged freak terrorizes. Wait till they get a load of me. Danny Elfman. Oh. That, that may be the best Batman theme ever because they used that for the Nintendo Batman game also and Batman the Animated Series, if I recall. Yes. Uh, this, this movie is my number one. I am a huge Batman freak. I have been a Batman fan of... I've been a fan of the comics since I was a little kid. Uh, This was... This this film was a very interesting take on Batman. And I am so glad that that Tim directed this. Uh, Because I, I don't think that Batman would have been as strong of a film without him behind it uh michael keaton jack jack nicholson uh, we we've had discussions over and over and over again who's the best joker who's the <laughs> best joker uh jack nicholson's joker is going to be it, it's it's immortal it yeah nobody will ever be able to play the character like that again now heath ledgers is a totally different joker yeah okay that is this is true that is a dark joker oh yeah jack nicholson made the joker dark but kept it lighthearted and funny 
that was the big difference. Jack Nicholson was able to make the Joker a funny character while still being as evil as Heath Ledger's. I will, uh, I will, I will agree with you on that point. Yes. Kim Basinger. Hotness back in the day. Holy cow. Smoking hot. And was, was probably the best actress at that time in 1989 well, to play that come role. off nine and a half weeks hadn't she yes uh who else was in this robert wall i love him yeah he he made you laugh he was he was the crazy reporter that you just sat there and went are you for real <laughs> billy d williams before he went to star wars Michael Gao is back again. Again. And he played Alfred. He, and he was phenomenal. He was great. He was absolutely great. Jack Palance, this role was oh, not. Oh, dude. He's this, so good. But but it was too short. It was too short. Oh. He, played, he played the best evil villain. I <laughs> <laughs> Jerry uh, Hall. Is that the same Jerry Hall that dated uh that that's Jerry Hall, right? That's Jerry Hall, but I think who you're thinking about is Jerry Hollowell. No. Didn't Jerry Hall date Mick Jagger? Ooh. Ooh, um, yes, she did. Ah, okay. <laughs> uh, she began dating Mick Jagger in 1977. They have a they have four children together. Elizabeth Scarlett Jagger, <laughs> James Leroy Jagger, George May, Georgia May, and Gabriel Luke. And she, I, I don't even want to say this out loud. Uh, she married the me media magnate Rupert Murdoch in London, England, on March fourth, nineteen or uh, two thousand sixteen. Alrighty then. Talk about keeping the money in the pocket. <laughs> Tracy Walter. There's a there's a character actor from Repo Man and Conan the Destroyer. Oh yeah, he's he's been in he was in City Slickers as well, I think. <laughs> um I don't have his page up, so I can't tell you. But he's been in he's been in a whole bunch he was in Miami Vice as a uh Oh, who wasn't? Come on. <laughs> Yeah, as as like a confidential informant. Yeah. Um, Richard Strange, uh, Batman Goon, Harry Potter Death Eater, Robin Hood as the Executioner. There's a character actor if you ever saw one. Yes, sir. Wait, Terrence Plummer, is he related to... We got to find some... He looks like a Christopher Plummer kid holy cow hold on oh i can't find any 
info about him. Sorry. Well, let's see here. Terrence Plummer. Let me click on him. Okay, he was born. Nah, he's he's not related. He was okay. he was born in England. And uh, Plummer, I thought was American. Yeah. Uh, Willow. He was in a whole bunch of stuff. Sexy Beast. 007. Oh, sorry. Christopher Plummer is Canadian. I did not know that. Yes. Ontario. Interesting. Okay. So, not related. Not okay. related. Uh, is there anyone else on this list that I know? Mac McDonald? Holy crap, he was in uh, Red Dwarf. Yes. And The Fifth Element. Oh, and he was phenomenal in, in Red Dwarf. Oh, God, uh, he was he, great. The captain. Yes, he, he cracked me up. Oh, my uh, God. <laughs> he, he died a little bit too early. Yeah, uh, they all do. Uh, so, uh, anyways, I let... Let let me give you the uh, it it reached a seven point five on the Richter scale, which is actually not that bad. No, not at all. Not for Uh, IMDb. So, uh, yeah. Sorry, I swished. You always swish. I try not to. All right, so Oscar winner for best art direction. Uh, Michael Keaton almost didn't say the words I'm Batman as written in the shooting script. Um, There was a lot more dialogue and he ended up just saying I am the knight. Clear is seeing the value keeping simple. Keaton suggests he simply whisper I'm Batman. He came up with the bat voice. It was an actor suggestion that he use a different lower voice in the bat suit than what he uses Bruce Wayne as an obvious as it might seem. None of the predecessors had done it yet. Um, Keaton explained, you have to have a logic to it. There's no way that the criminals don't just look at me and go, Oh, you're Bruce Wayne. Everybody, I figured it out. Yeah. yeah. Um, Jack Nicholson <laughs> made some enemies in the costume department because he kept giving away the gloves <laughs> uh, I love him. <laughs> Let's see. Nicholson working on I have so much crap written down, but none of it makes any sense. Well, how about this? Uh this movie had twenty-six nominations Ooh. for awards with nine wins. They received an Oscar for Best Art Direction and Set Decoration. I can see that. They won the ASCAP Award for Most Performed Song from a Motion Picture. Guess what song it was? Uh, The Bat Dance by Prince. Party Man by Prince. Oh, that was close. Uh... It received the President's Award from the Academy of Science Fiction. It received 
the BMI Film Music Award. Danny oh. Elfman. Yeah, there won, you go. Won it for 1990. Uh, the Brit Awards in 1990, they won Best Soundtrack. Which, uh, Danny Elfman's incredible array. But the, this He's was... brilliant. This was over the top. Uh, 1990, People's Choice Award. Winner for Favorite Motion Picture. Winner for Favorite Dramatic Picture. Tied with Steel Magnolias. Ooh. Uh, there you go. Jack is, Nicholson. Oh, they, also, made... they also won the OFTA Film Hall of Fame uh, uh, award winner for the best character, Batman, Bruce Wayne, played by Michael Keaton. Nice. Go ahead, sir. Um, Jack Nicholson made a little bit of bank on this picture. Um, he got an upfront fee of $6 million just due to the pick. He also took a percentage of the profits. The merchandising... And the sequels. Um, even though he never played the Joker in any other movie other than that, um, it's generally estimated that he made anywhere between 50 and $60 million in 1990, which is kind of like $100 million today. Um, fans did not want Michael Keaton for this role. I mean, if you thought people are pissed off over Ben Affleck and Robert Pattinson, uh, it was worse for Keaton because um, he he was a comedic actor. I mean, nobody you know he was not an action guy whatsoever. Um, yeah, but uh, he was so good that uh, I mean, eventually he got to play Birdman for crying out loud and won an Oscar for that. Um, the, the producers had originally thought they wanted Willem Dafoe for the Batman in that film. Um, but they landed Keaton after, after Burton's positive experience directing him in Beetlejuice. And uh, there was 50,000 letters of protest that were sent to Warner Brothers demanding that Keaton be reconsidered for the role. Um, they looked at Kevin Costner, Dennis Quaid, even Charlie Sheen. So I'm glad they picked Keaton. He was he was a nice blend of everything. I like I like I said earlier, Gung Ho, uh, uh, Mr. Mom, uh, M Michael Keaton was kind of the stable of actors throughout the '80s that that I really kind of grew up with. I enjoyed almost every movie he made. Um, what was the one where he uh, was with the Fonz uh, in a, mm. in a morgue? And uh, oh, I I uh, I can actually tell you this uh, one last year. And I, the chick from Cheers was in it too. Oh my God, what was that? Night shift. Night shift. Night yes. shift. Uh, Another brilliant movie. That was funny as hell. Just uh, weird. But but Michael Keaton was kind of a nut 
I mean, oh yeah, Fonzarelli was the stable one out of that <laughs> couple. <laughs> the production uh, team apparently were banned from taking inspiration from Blade Runner when they were doing this Batman movie. Um, the surface level similarities are so strong that Anton first the production designer for Batman forbade his team from watching the sci-fi flick during the design phase of this film. And do you know what kind of a car that the Batmobile was based off of? Corvette. It was a salt flat racer from the 1930s. I thought it was Corvette. That may have been what they used for the car. I'm just saying, what was the design based off of? It was designed off of a 1930s salt flat racer. Um, and then they took it to the drawing board, plumbing for something far more strange and ghost like, keeping with the tone of the production. So that's all I got about that. Anything else for you? Oh, yes. Hang on. I, <laughs> I, I have to list this here. Uh, Let's talk about Michael Keaton for a second. Are you ready? Let's do this. Working Stiffs with Michael Rourke. Never heard of that. 1979. Night Shift, 1982. Mr. Mom, 1983. Okay. Johnny Dangerously. <laughs> you love that film. I do. I do. It is. A, well, I think Joe Piscopo makes it, though. <laughs> you can't park here. It's handicapped. It's all right. I'm psychotic. <laughs> I love him. Uh, Gung-ho. Gung-ho. The Squeeze. The Squeeze was a great flick. I don't think I've ever seen that one. Uh, it has Michael Keaton, Ray Don Chong, uh, Danny Aiella, Bobby Bass, I think that's going to be like the last person that you would... Oh, John okay. Davidson. Okay. Um, anyways, it's uh, basically about a con man and a female detective, and they kind of, you know, okay. get together in a weird way. Uh, probably She's having a baby, which was okay. Hold on here. Hold on. What do you mean? Whoa. Whoa. What? Whoa. You and I may not be able to be friends again. Um, did you just say that she's having a baby is just okay? It's okay. It's. I mean, it does have Kevin Bacon for crying out loud, but, you know, it's okay. Um. It is a John Hughes film, so, you know, we got to give it that. It's a John Hughes film that starred Kevin Bacon. Uh, Kevin Bacon and uh, Elizabeth, Elizabeth McGovern. McGovern. That's it. Alec Baldwin. Uh, James Ray. 
Holland Taylor, William Wyndham, Catherine Jamin, Bill Irwin, who was a character actor for years. Edie McClurg from Ferris Bueller. Yes. Larry Hankin. Oh, what the fuck has he done? Breaking Bad, El Camino. Yeah. He's been a bunch of stuff. Yep. Um, anyway. Uh, I I don't even see where Michael Keaton's in this. He is uncredited. Wow. All right. So I'll turn this down. Um, <laughs> yeah, because this is a totally different. I mean, I, I think we will do our, our seven degrees of Kevin Bacon here soon. <laughs> uh, but but th- this this film to me is actually in the box because of how how John Hughes took this scene with 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 Kate I mean just having Kate Bush write something like this was was incredible to begin with but then you have one of the best actors in Kevin Bacon acting to it and I I mean this is the biggest roller coaster in emotions that I've that I ever remember going through I literally was bawling my ass off by the uh, end we're of we're to put this song. on the list then because it's been 30 years since I've seen this movie so I, I, put it on the list it, it's just it's one of those movies that reminds me of of the 80s and growing up and all that but yet to be put in that position where you don't know if your wife or your kid's going to live and, and John Hughes did a great job with that but we're yeah. on Tim Burton right now so we got to yeah. get back <laughs> got to get back on track here um so so I have put Batman on my top list as number 1 uh IMDb rates it as a 7.5 which is not the highest IMDb score that we've heard today. Nope. Um, I think it deserves a little bit more with the the performance that we got out of Jack Nicholson. The 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 interaction between Jack Nicholson and Kim Basinger was was really really intense and and good. Yeah, that's um, true. Uh, Jack Nicholson's reactions every time the Batman took something from him was just, <laughs> it, it was brilliant. Um, they, you saw the Tim Burton in it though. I mean, I mean the four foot long gun being pulled out of, out of Jack uh, Nicholson's pants. Yeah. 
Uh, this film was not greenlit until after the success of Beetlejuice. Bob Kane himself worked as a consultant on this movie, which should make you feel very good. And how the hell, how the hell can you go wrong with Prince and Danny Alfman? Hear that? So, anyways, that was my number one. 72% on the tomato meter, 84% audience. How much? How much money? I don't have those numbers. I'm sorry. I, for, I forgive me. Uh, Jack Nicholson said of this role, the thing I like about the Joker is that his sense of humor is completely tasteless. He later said that the Joker was one of his most favorite roles that he ever played. Uh, this did win an Oscar for Best Art Direction. Um, Michael Keaton, I, I think I went over this already. Yep, I said that, said that. Nicholson worked closely with Ringwald and co. on the Joker's look. I have so many different notes on this, but they are just all jumbled up. Man, I apologize. I, I'm going to tell you right now. Batman could actually surpass. No, don't you say it. Don't you dare say it. There is no movie. I know I keep saying it. No, Best no, no. movie ever. <sighs> oh, I'm so lost. <sighs> I almost think Batman is above Lone Wolf McQuaid. Uh. Oh. Oh. Right, so you got, do you have anything else to say about the Batman? The Batman. I have absolutely nothing else to say okay. about the Batman. And ladies and gentlemen, that was my last pick. Burke has two more picks. No, because... I have one. I have just oh, one more. Where was Batman on your list? It was number two. Ooh. Ooh. So we heard what your number one was. We heard what your number two was. What did we skip? My number three. It was actually Pee-wee's Big Adventure. I knew it. Why was this not even on your list? You just hate Pee-wee Herman, or he's a dick choking motherfucker. <laughs> but the shit's hilarious. I, I, I don't disagree with you. I. You with... just have an issue. With all the, it's kind of like it's kind of like George Michael. I could sit back and say that George Michael was one of the best lyricists of the eighties. Uh huh. But the amount of trouble that he got into keeps me from doing that. That's kind of like watching movies with Kevin Spacey. It's like I love his acting. I know he's a fucked up person. I, trust me, the, the the Netflix show that he was on, um, where he was the president, it, 
he was he was phenomenal. I actually House of Cards, that's what it was called. I actually paid for Netflix every year just to watch House of Cards. Uh but I I run into the same problem. Um it, it it's I have a lot of people have blamed me for doing things that I didn't do. And the fact is, is that people like Pee Wee and, and George Michael and the, the guitarist from the who were actually caught doing this stuff. Pee Wee Herman was caught whacking whacking off off in a freaking porn hall. I know. That's what you're supposed to do in those places for whatever. It it only matters when your dick's small. <laughs> <laughs> I'm okay. But uh, anyway, so uh, yeah, then my number three, yeah, Pee Wee's very big. But yeah, I got the screenplay was done by Paul Rubens and mm-hmm. Phil Hartman. And <laughs> Yeah, okay. Okay. You give me the look like, oh, fuck, it's Phil Hartman. God damn it. You had to do that, man. (laughs) Burke knows I love Phil Hartman. Oh, yeah. I mean, Captain Carl. Yeah. I love him. Here is, uh, there's a comedian that that was killed off way too early. Oh, God, yeah. Um, But. Uh, okay, okay, I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna back down on my moral bullshit, <laughs> and just because of Phil Hartman, <laughs> and say that it's a funny movie, dude. It, the, it is. It, it's a funny. It's slow. It's really slow in places, uh, dude. But, large but you Marge, see, that's that's what killed me with yeah, it. Know, was that yeah. it, it is slow in places. Yeah. No, it's. But it's it's just. I, I love E.G. Daly. Um, she was the gal who played Dottie. Or, yeah. I, I, she's like one of the voices of the Powerpuff Girls. And she was in uh, Better Off Dead. And she was in... Um, uh, you see, oh, uh, Valley Girl. The, the thing about Pee-wee's Playhouse that... They, well, we're talking Pee-wee's Big Adventure here, not the Playhouse. Okay, Pee Wee's Big Adventure. Fine. Um, I, the thing about Pee Wee that always got me was that every time I saw him, it reminded me of Captain Kangaroo. Like that's a bad thing. Yeah, it's it's a real bad thing because I really, I really can't think of Captain Kangaroo wanking his meat. You know. <laughs> But anyway, I just it, it's just I, it, it's it's so stupid that the this this where Boy, he's talking to his dog on the phone. I cannot wait for this episode to be played at work. <laughs> so you got a lot. Of, you got a lot of the. You got a lot of the cast members from the Pee Wee Herman show who went on to do the Playhouse and everything. Uh, Missy Vaughn plays the Mother Superior in the movie. John Paragon, who plays Jombie the Genie, plays the high voice studio extra. 
uh, Phil Hartman. Oh, he just died too. Oh, did he? Oh man, that sucks. Jump, Jumpy the the genie just yeah. died. Yeah, that sucks. Um, uh, Jan Hooks from Saturday Night Live uh, was also in The Groundlings, which we've talked about in the past. Um, she when I was yeah Saturday Night Live, a cameo role as publicist in Burton's Batman Returns. Uh, Rubens and Diane Salinger were reunited in the opening sequence of Burton's Batman Returns, where they played the parents of the Penguin. And they also appeared again in Pee-wee's Big Holiday. Uh, Diane Salinger uh, was in a few movies. And, yeah, I, I always liked her. She, I do, too. She's, she's a good, solid actress. Uh, Mark Holton, very big character actor in... in the world uh he's been in just about everything uh, a lot of tv specials but he was in a league of our own he was in leprechaun naked gun naked gun uh you know Little he's giant seinfeld yeah, he's been indiana a, jones macgyver yeah he, he popped up a lot yeah he's he's been around the block a few times uh, who else? Did we, David Glazer. Yeah, I know, right? Uh, isn't he the son of Michael? Uh, Michael Glazer. Let's find out. I don't know. Ah, I can't find out from there. Darn it. Go away. Oh, Christ. I can't get out of the screen. Dude, I'm telling you, I, I think he's Michael Glazer's son. It could be. He does look an awful like, like him. Um, and and you, you see his credits, right? He He's an executive... 64 producers. Holy shit. He's executive producer on Yellowstone, which I don't know if you've watched or watched it. I've or heard not. a lot about it. Waco. Uh, oh, God. Friday night, Hansel Stone, Burnt. Good lord. He's a lot of shit. Good lord. Yeah, he. And, I mean, he, the majority of the time, he's he stayed on the uh, producer side. Yeah. So, anyway, that, that, no, that was. I. I it's so stupid, and I really enjoyed Pee Wee's Playhouse. So I that's 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 my pick for number two. There there were pros and cons to Pee Wee's Playhouse or oh, yeah, Pee Wee's yeah, Big yeah. Adventure. Um, I I just I I really felt that the the flicks that I picked were were more of a pinnacle for for Tim Burton. Um, Pee not saying that Pee Wee's Adventure, Big this, Adventure, this was, was, in my opinion, his guilty pleasure. Uh, you also had Jan Hooks from Saturday Night Live in this film. You had Cassandra Peterson who played uh, Elvira. Come on! Oh yes, 
I didn't. I didn't have my. I don't have my <laughs> fucking notes. Wasn't Smiths in this one too somewhere? Um, here. I turned it off. Turn it off. Uh, Jimmy Smith was in this one. Maybe I'm thinking of another one. Maybe I'm thinking of the. Uh, Carmen Felipe is in it, who is another character actor that we've had around for a long time. Mm -hmm. John Moody. Uh, da, da. I do not see him. John Perrigan. George Sakai. <laughs> oh, sorry. Sasaki. Phil Hartman. God rest your soul, buddy. He showed up in Pee Wee's. Oh, Jimmy Smith was in the Pee Wee's Playhouse, but he was not in the movie. Oh, my gosh. James Brolin, Morgan Fairchild, Tony Bill, and. Oh, yeah. They did the movie at the end. That was awesome. <laughs> and D. Snyder from Twisted Sister. <laughs> I, yeah, I, I don't, man. You love and hate this movie, don't you? I really do. <laughs> I, Pee Wee Herman always annoyed me. And that's okay. And, I mean, ha 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 ha. Oh, just ah, oh, he annoyed me. I I did like his bike. I always wanted his bike. I literally <laughs> almost bought his bike when Walmart was selling him. I he just oh, he annoyed me. Oh, there's just, there's, there's yeah, it, there's some good and bad about this. You have to not. It's not a. You know, a, a, achievement in in acting or achievement in cinematography. Oh God! Oh God! Do not. Uh, yeah. Don't. Don't even go there. This was the furthest thing from yeah. from tremendously good acting. But if you just want stupid comedy, it's uh, great. It's absolutely great. So let me ask you a question here, while we're. While we're about to finish and, up, and, and 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 this is another film I think where Danny Elfman's uh, music makes it that much better. It, it, it would not have made the list without the Danny Elfman music. Danny Elfman and uh, Tim Burton together are are a force to be reckoned. You you a can't force of nature. It's kind of like anyone that it's kind of like George Lucas. With John Williams, you know, you, you you can't beat that that couple. No, no. So let me ask you a question here. Mm -hmm. while, while we've still got a little bit of time, would you rank Tim Burton above Steven Spielberg? Uh, you know, in in plain entertainment value, possibly. Um, less better. Like, do, do, that's like, do you like mango better than steak? Better than um, George Lucas? 
No. Tony Scott? Maybe. John Hughes? No. You know why I'm bringing this up? Hmm. Because next week's show, we are ranking our top ten directors. Oh, fuck me running. Ah, hold on, please. Oh, well, you know, if you thought that was bad. Guess what we're doing after that. Ooh. Ooh, I am so curious. Now, now that we're going down to just one topic a week, um, I'm actually scared to think about what you're thinking. We are going into the box. Oh, we are not. Oh, yes, we are. Oh, fuck. This next bit could be a month of shows. We are going to do Lord of the Rings. I see so. Are you fucking high? No, we've been we've been talking about this for a year. We're gonna do, dude. That's 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 a month or two of nothing but yeah. I get it, but it has to be done. Eight got to be done. Eight hours of film we will to watch. Probably have. Well, yeah, we're not doing the extended cuts. We're just doing the regular films. Okay. Okay. So. We're going to do the top 10 favorite, what did you say, directors? Yes. Well, yeah, we're going to rank who we think are the top 10 directors. Okay. Past, present, whichever. Doesn't matter. Okay. Uh, and then, and then we're going to. We're going to do all three films, and I'm guessing. So, here's my, so here's is, my this, guess. is this here's, a deep dive into The Lord okay. of the Rings? Here's my guess. We will probably do, we'll probably sit down one Tuesday and talk about one film for four or five hours. Okay. It'll be two episodes at least. So each film is probably going to be a couple episodes, and then I'm seeing one wrap-up of... God, I don't know. I mean, there's so much to talk about on those films, but uh, yeah, it's we're we're gonna delve into the box because I will I will flat out say that trilogy is in the box. We we have we've we've we know it's in the box. We've said it's in the box. We know it's there. Now we have to talk about it. Ooh, um, wow, this is a big one. Mm-hmm. Um. <laughs> oh, John Williams, I, I am so sorry. But I am going to. <laughs> I'm going to use everything that you've done 
Um, yeah, this, this is a scary one because this is a, this is a big investment. Yeah. This, this is going to take up an entire month. If not more. Uh, because I, I almost have to, I almost have to say before we do it, we have to do the Hobbit. No, no, we don't. Uh, But, but the story doesn't make sense unless we have Bilbo's. Okay, now, now you can tell that I've read every book about 15 times. Uh, it doesn't make sense without knowing what Bilbo Baggins did. And yet, most everyone that saw the films knew nothing about The Hobbit before they saw the Lord of the Rings, and they were okay with that. And it that took is another true. Another decade later, to come out with the Hobbit. Okay, that that is very true. Um, not that I haven't seen, not that I haven't read the books, not that I haven't seen the Rankin Bass of 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 you know Bilbo's his first adventures, and I've seen the Rankin Bass versions of the of the Lord of the Rings. So, but uh, no, we're just going for the box. That's it. I mean, it, it makes sense. Um, it makes sense. This is something that, that, uh, I mean, we, we have two trilogies in the mm -hmm. box already. We already yep. have Star Wars. Yep. And we already have this. Um, and, and, yeah, I guess I agree with you that there needs to be a deep dive into this. Leaving out the Hobbit, I, I guess I could do that because our the listeners or the people that actually watched the film never saw the Hobbit before Probably this. Not. Probably not. And honestly, the Hobbit probably didn't make sense to them. <laughs> Uh, if they watch Lord of the Rings first. So, uh, yeah. Okay. Okay. I can do this. I can do this. <laughs> um, this is going to be a tough one. It, it, it's it. Yeah. And I think it's going to be totally worth it. Um, I, I don't, I, I know I, I've never talked about this, but my father's, favorite author was J.R.R. Tolkien. Now we know that, and we know you've read the, and I can't pronounce the that name of the book. Silmarillion. Thank you. Um, the, this was the pinnacle of, of his writing. Oh, yeah. Uh, the, the Hobbit was fabulous, and I love The Hobbit. I love I the story. Too. I do, but, too. But The Lord of the Rings is the pinnacle this is magnum opus yes um th this is this is aha's take on me <laughs> yep this is never gonna give you up never gonna let you down 
<laughs> um, okay. Oh, <laughs> All right, sir. Is there anything else that we need to discuss with our audience today? Not a damn thing. Holy fuck, we're going to go there. Um, I really hope that our audience is ready for for the Lord of the Rings because this I I'm figuring that's going to be about three hours for each movie easily and and I mean I'm up to it I'm I am absolutely Uh, ready for it I, I am ready I am I am totally ready for this uh I, I absolutely love the deep dive that we did into Prince and I yeah. think Lord of the Rings is going to be it's going to be fun. That's gonna it's going to be a lot of fun. It's going to be hard. It's gonna, it, this is going to be as tough as going I, into Prince's life. I I don't but, know is this going to be as hard as picking your top 10 directors? No. The the the, the directors should be a little little easier than doing the whole Lord of the Rings trilogy. I, I think the top 10 directors is going to be actually hard. It's going to be fun. It, um, it's going to be fun, but I think it's going to be hard. Yeah. Uh, you know, hey, you and I have different tastes in movies. Oh, very. So it's going to be two different. I mean, we'll have certain things. John well, Hughes will be I, in I'm there. See... We know that. Four, maybe five crossovers, and that's probably about it. I'm guessing. Uh, I'm I'm guessing about four. Yeah. Um, remember George Lucas was actually a director for a little while. Oh yeah. And he directed a film that's in our box. Oh, I know. I know. So, uh, yeah. I I think I can't wait to do the directors actually. Actually, I can't wait to do Lord of the Rings. I, <laughs> I am going to do so you're, you're a little much scared research. and excited simultaneously. It's gonna, dude. It's gonna be fun. Oh yeah, that is gonna be fun. Um, anyways, on that note, ladies and gentlemen, we will see you soon. Uh, so everyone knows the prince, the prince is posting as we are actually speaking. Yeah. Please go to davisondavisshow.com. We actually, I updated the episode guide last night. Nice. And tomorrow I will be updating the booze. We've we've been having a good time. I've got some of my alcohols on there. I've done a couple of the blogs on there. Yeah, there's a little bit of new uh, content for y'all. I I actually have to build the graphics for uh for the movies. Okay. The the five shelves and in the box. <laughs> uh, but then I'm going to go back through all the movies that we've reviewed and put them uh, on the shelves that they need to be. Yeah, God. Um, ah, you know. I I actually you're, you're have a dedicated motherfucker. You know that. I have. Two days off in a row here this week. <laughs> Thanks to the shitheads at my job. 
I, I am so going to get fired soon. Dude. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, you have to start donating money because... We're going to be jobless. I, I can't keep a job. I, I just, I'm too much of an asshole. All right. On that note, we're out of here. Have a wonderful night. Damn it to hell, I missed the vamp. What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? Hero Bread serves up 0 to 1 grams of net carbs, 5 to 11 grams of protein, and high fiber in every delicious serving. Made with natural ingredients, Hero Bread supports gut health, promotes weight management, and helps maintain blood sugar. Hero also drops other limited edition ultra-low net carb goodies like rich, flaky croissants and buttery brioche slider rolls. Head to Hero.co to shop today.